Hey everybody, welcome into Mining Stock Daily. Trevor Hall here. We've got a corporate update for you this Tuesday, July 11th. Uh, familiar company, but actually a new face and a new voice representing the company today. Happy to welcome in Meridian Mining CEO, Mr. Adrian MacArthur. Adrian, welcome in to the podcast. Good to meet you. Thanks, Trevor. Pleasure to be here. Uh, a couple of news items that we got to get your uh, corporate editorial comments on, but let's start out with today's drill results that you publish into the market. These coming from the Capasol Northwest Extension, uh, seeing really good, nice grades here, Adrian. 12.6 meters of 15 and a half grams per ton gold equivalent coming from hole 264, a shallow hole that starts at 43 meters depth here. Uh, so talk to us about not only these results, but really what you continue to see out of that Northwest extension. What is the game plan here for that extension? Sure. Uh, thanks, Trevor. No, it's a tremendous intersection. It's one of the uh, the best we've had from the from the Northwest extension. It uh, follows along a trend that we'd uh, developed from our early phase of drilling uh, in, in the Northwest extension. The Northwest Extension is an um, important area. It's one of the areas where the, we can see potential for the high-grade starter pit to uh, form part of the early feed for uh, a, a future Cabasal operation. Uh, we had a number of good results previously to the south of this trend. Uh, with this new intersection, it extends this trend for at least 175 metres and it remains open to the northwest where we see potential in more sparsely drilled areas that are yet to be tagged. Uh, as you mentioned, it's it's quite shallow, 40 metres. Some of the very other the other very high grade intersections we'd had were were, uh, were deeper down. So we think this position is uh, gradually uh, plunging up, getting closer to the surface. Uh, there's a good strong golden soil anomaly uh, in this area. So we hope with some further drill holes, we'll have continued uh, pleasant surprises. Um, it's one of a number of holes that we're doing with uh, Cabasal at the moment. We've got three rigs operating on site. The objective of the drilling program at the moment is to work towards a resource and PEA update towards the end of the year in the fourth quarter. Uh, with three rigs turning, we anticipate a, a range of interesting results from uh, ongoing results from the Northwest Extension, uh, from the zones in the southern part of the mine. Um, another interesting point on the news release you might have seen, we found a, a copper gossen um, about 350 metres to the south of a very high-grade copper hole. So that's a new, mm-hmm. uh, a new uh, find for us as well, something that we'll be shortly following up with further drilling yeah. and trenching. I, I, I do want to follow up on that, the, the copper gossen, because uh, you know myself, I'm not geologically technical savvy, so you got to explain things to me <laughs> like I'm in high school geology class here, Adrian. Uh, tell me w- what a gossen is and why this is important. Right. So um, we're, we're dealing with a subtropical area here where we're working in Brazil. Uh, gets a little bit of rain over, over the summer, uh, quite warm and, and humid. Uh, so any rock that once had uh, sulphide in it, like a, a chalcopyrite, a copper sulphide rock, uh, in this uh, sufficient environment where you've got uh, weathering processes, uh, that, that rock will uh, turn into what we call a gossen. So a gossen is effectively the, the weathered equivalent of a sulphide-rich uh, uh, rock mass. Uh, when you drill underneath these bodies, you expect to encounter the fresh sulphide, but... 
you can see from the photo in the in the uh, the press release there a, a brown rusty looking rock. Uh, that's yeah. effectively effectively the the weathered version of the uh, the fresh copper sulfides at depth. Uh, we use a, a portable XRF gun that gives us a, an instant field reading on the sample that was running up to two percent copper. Um, what, what's interesting about this area is it's located uh, some distance from where we were expecting to find these sorts of rocks. The, the mineralization dips off very gently off to the, the southwest um, at, at daylights to the, to the northeast. So on the northeast edge of the pit is where we would have expected to see these, uh, these features. But this has popped up somewhat uh, offset from that, uh, that official position. So it seems to represent another, um, another uh, position on the edge of the deposit. It could be uh, um, potentially related to the, the the feeder zone that we intersected, 350 metres to the to the northwest in hole CD240. Uh, it could be some type of uh, copper bearing structure, uh, but it's right on the edge of the resource and an area that remains open to the south. We've got a uh, a big gap between Cabasal and the areas we've worked on about a kilometre to the south to the southeast. So really encouraging to see. Uh, signs of mineralisation at the surface, and we'll shortly be following that up with uh, trenching and further drilling. Okay, so early stage here in this area of the project. I mean, you literally just found it on surface, so. Oh, precisely. Okay. And what's encouraging is it shows that the Cabasau system remains uh, open. Uh, you know, we're looking for opportunities to continue to grow and extend the resource, and to find other concentrations of VMS deposits along strike. So. These a characteristic of these deposits that they typically form uh, mound-like accumulations. So uh, you'll get get strong mineralization in one area, then it might wane a little bit, then it might come in again strongly uh, further along strikes. So our objective is to gradually build up these positions and look for uh, extensions, satellite deposits that will gradually build into the overall inventory and grow our resource base. Okay. You know, I think, uh, Adrian, one of the uh, challenges with Cabasol is really, and at least from where I, where I stand as a shareholder of the company as well, is that I, I is, is, is the narrative of where drilling activity is taking place. And I'm hoping maybe you can help me kind of uh, refocus this or kind of narrow down and, and clear things up because there's a number of areas within Cabasol that there's always drill results coming out of. We've talked about the Cabasol Northwest extension. We've talked about the Eastern Copper Zone just in the short few minutes that you and I have been on, uh, but there's a lot more going on. Obviously, there's the main mine area. There's the Central Copper Zone. And if you move yeah. south, if you move southeast uh, towards uh, uh, Santa, Santa Helena, uh, which you will be coming down the road, we'll talk about that shortly. There's even more drilling activity. So with all these areas, you know how you know. I, I think the challenge, at least for me, and if it's just me, I can't be the only one, is really trying to. Um, uh, stay focused with exactly where drilling is taking place. Yeah. And I'm hoping maybe in this, com I guess this is more of a question than a, a statement, although maybe it's more of a statement. If you can kind of tell me more about the direction of drilling activity and how it's going to be focused in the yeah. coming months as you approach that updated resource. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there, there were a couple of, uh, or a number of very specific recommendations that came out of the uh, the PEA that we published 
um, getting back towards the, the, the PDAC conference. And uh, that, that set the, the, uh, the framework, I suppose, for how our uh, specialists viewed we should progress the next phase of work in leading up to the next resource update. As you mentioned, it's, uh, it's a challenge sometimes. We've got a very extensive mineral system, different zones, Mm-hmm. Uh, satellite targets and uh, you know, there's always a, a balance in how you address uh, multiple competing priorities. But, um, yeah, there, there was a very clear recommendations that came out of the PEA. Um, amongst, uh, amongst them were uh, to continue to drill on a, on a 50 by 50 metre grid. So uh, ultimately we need to find where, where the edge of the deposit is to, to optimise the pit. So... Uh, we have one rig that's working uh, to to do the more broadly spaced drilling to uh, define what's going on at the edges of the deposit and s- still encouraging to see this uh, these strong signals of mineralisation coming up at the moment. Um, the other rigs uh, are doing more infill work within the resource sphere, so other recommendations included closing the spacing down in some key areas to 25 by 25 metres, um, one thing with when you've got particularly high grade mineralization like like we have here uh, with the infield drilling it'll give a much better representation of spatially where this mineralization sits so when you've got holes 50 meters apart 100 meters apart there's always a little bit of uh, a few ways that you can maybe interpret things so this phase of closing it down will give a lot more uh, confidence and certainty to the early production scenarios so Currently, with three rigs on Cabasau, one's doing the more, uh, uh, working more around the edges, looking for expansion opportunities, uh, doing a little bit of geotechnical work to confirm the optimal angle of the pit walls for the next, uh, the next update. And uh, the other rigs are working within the sphere to get better definition of these high-grade trends. And this is quite critical when you've got uh, some, some very high-grade structures such as we do here. Um, that they didn't feel drilling really pin down exactly where they are and get much better representation into the next updated block model. Um, having said that, we're, we're cognizant of the uh, the exploration opportunity that the district presents. So one of the challenges in, in this sort of scenario, we've got Cabasau, which is absorbing a, a certain workload. We've purposefully remobilised uh, another, uh, another rigger um, a, a hand portable rig that allows us to put the rig into uh, hillier terrain. Uh, the first target for this uh, this fourth rig will be the Santa Helena uh, target. Santa Helena is a very interesting target. It's uh, located uh, about nine ten kilometres to the southeast of Cabasal. It was uh, developed historically as an underground zinc mine, but it contains a lot of very shallow uh, gold and soil anomalies more of these gossens. Uh, again, some of these these uh, golden soil anomalies haven't yet been drilled um, because this, the past operation was focused on underground development. So we see potential to add more open pit resources by initiating this program. Uh, our geophysical uh, surveys over the area show a number of targets that are uh, located a little bit to the north of the San Juan deposit. Uh, could be a range of sources for these sorts of targets, but uh, if we imagine that they're uh, further massive sulphide string of sulphide systems, that has the potential to add new discoveries and resource growth in a, in another exciting area. 
Um, so we work, we're always constantly working at a range of a range of levels. We've got a, a reconnaissance team as well in place on the project. They they do scout mapping, uh, geochemical work, uh, geophysical work, and they're really laying the groundwork for ultimately drilling campaigns that will follow in months and years ahead to get very well-defined targets for new discoveries. Okay. So uh, Santa Elena does have a historic resource uh, on it. And so the first, this first phase of drilling at Santa Elena will be really focused on uh, improving that, those, that historic data out, sounds like. You know, it's a combination of um, initial uh, proof of concept, proving up sure. the, uh, or validating that historical data, but, but uh, also the first phase of doing more exploratory work for these satellite geophysical anomalies that were never part of the historical resource. So you know, sometimes it just takes one, one, uh, one good drill hole and you suddenly find a new right. body of sulphide, a new sulphide mound that hadn't been uh, hit with previous drilling. So it's quite a cabosal. The build is quite, um, uh, it's, it's been structurally modified. So there's enormous potential for a lot of surprises. Even when we drilled Cabasal initially, we weren't expecting to hit the quantity of mineralisation we've encountered in the northwest extension. We believe that that kind of success can be replicated in targets like Santa Lina. So it's not just the historical results, it's the potential to find uh, new things that weren't envisaged or encountered by earlier phases of work. So this is just the first step in a in a long process, but uh, we, we're very excited. And these shallow gold zones and shallow soil anomalies—they were—they were never considered in the Saint Helena resource. So, if we get more holes like uh, like the one we've released today and find that those types of uh, grades and widths are there to be found, then uh, that'll re- really uh, change the game and, and the opportunity for us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lots of drilling results uh, coming down the pipeline. The work continues. You're very, very busy at the Cavasol, uh Mine Project there, Adrian. Uh, we do have to address a little bit of, a, I guess you could call it a board of directors shakeup that happened uh, not too long ago. I received a number of inquiries about this. Uh, uh, Gilbert Clark uh, is now just a director. He's not executive chairman of the company anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I do think I need to ask you about this and, and if you can share with us kind of what, you know, why the change in uh, the makeup of the board. Uh, it is, Gilbert is still part of the company as a director, just not in the role he was previously. Uh, people listening to this podcast will know he's been a long-time guest for a couple yeah. of years. So uh, what can you share with us uh, regarding this move and, you know, I guess what what caused it? Yeah, sure. Look, um I've, I've also received quite a few questions and queries <laughs> myself. Um, and look, uh, Gilbert's done a tremendous job in positioning the company where it is where it is now. I work with him closely for for many years and uh, continue to have his support as as now a director. Um, he's, he's, he remains uh, very passionate about the the project and and the success of the project and the company and the people. Um, Look, there's only a limited amount I can I can say about the the circumstances uh, um, in 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 the in the board environment. Occasionally, there are, uh, can be differences of opinion, differences of outlook and, and, and strategy. Um, uh, really, I, I can't say more, unfortunately, than what we've we've, we've disclosed, which is that uh, 
you know, we, we thank the outgoing board members for, for their support. We uh, thank Gilbert for his uh, contribution as executive chairman and his ongoing support now as a director. Um, all the directors uh, are fully behind the company and its and its future. And um, look, in, in terms of the the direction that we've launched for for taking the company on the pathway it is at the moment, all the the goals and plans that we had uh, for execution this year remain on course. Um, look, I'd, I'd like to say more, but. Uh, that's about as much as I can say. It's a lot of sure. the, the details are covered by confidentiality, but uh, the board is fully supportive of, of, of the team and the work program and uh, focused on growing the company. Does the change at the board level change the strategy of the company at all? No, we, we've uh, we we uh, we'd set our course always in the in the next. Uh, or this year to work towards a, a PEA, PEA update and the development of uh, towards the development of cover cell. Uh, all the work programs that we had proposed and planned with the uh, capital raising that we've had in place, they they remain on course and and uh, are following that that, that pathway. Uh, we, we've got a very um, you know the, the company's got a very large land bank. We've got uh, lots of licenses and mission for the cover cell built. We've got. Two other greenstone belts in in Mato Grosso alone. Uh, we've we've also got a very large portfolio in in Rondonia. Um, you know we'll be looking at ways to make sure we optimise that that portfolio as well. Um, but look, the, our, our fundamental focus at the moment is delivering on what we promised. We we told that we would uh, deliver on for for Cabasel for the market, and uh, all those plans remain in place. All right. All right. That's Adrian MacArthur, CEO of Meridian Mining. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Trevor. Be in touch. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Meridian Mining trades on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQX with MRRDF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.